Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Seed. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Deerfield Demons. Oh, I'm Ryan Gregory. I have a son for East and West, Marshall and Waterloo. Peter Lindblad. I cover Wanakee Warriors, DeForest Norskis, Point at Pumas, and Lodi Blue Devils. Yeah, I got you again this time. I'll, Imagine I, thinking you could catch me slipping. I thought about it last. I thought about last week or uh, last night where I was like, all right, Peter's gonna be on. I've got a chance to pull off something because I guarantee Ryan's like, well, he's definitely gonna be going to Peter this week. But, gotta throw the curveball. I love it. But Peter, that was, that was a good game plan you had. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah very it's, Matt Lafleur like. Instead of yeah. instead of prepping for the podcast of. <laughs> I to troll you guys. Uh, but Peter, glad to have you back on oh, the podcast. Back. I mean, it's basically like Ryan and I were trying to uh, ride a tricycle with only two wheels. Yeah. And, so a bike. Yeah. I Which mean, still it, works pretty good. I was trying to figure out what I do here again. Is this what I talk into? Yeah, right. I, 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 what are these? You're only like you're only like 5% on camera. Right. Over here. Yeah, we got to work your way back into it, work out yep. the rust a little bit. But yep. you got plenty of opportunity to uh, work out that rust because last week, Ryan and I, we talked a little bit about our wrestling programs a little bit, but we weren't able to have the time to dive sure. into DeForest, Poinette, Lodi, and Wanakee. Okay. This is your prime opportunity to right. inform the viewers and listeners about what's going on in your communities. All right, I will. Uh, I'm so, I apologize. I'm still sounding a little froggy. <laughs> so hopefully my voice will hold out here. I've noticed um, a little bit, but I think yeah. you're doing fine. Okay, okay. Well, um, a couple of the teams uh, I have uh, for wrestling, they're, they're kind of down in numbers this year. Um, Poinette and DeForest, um, and I think we we're talking about uh, – some of the wrestlers who might make it uh, to state who have a, a real yep. good yep. chance. Um, for DeForest, um, really, they're, they're most consistent, most talented, mo- most experienced wrestler is Lucas Evans at 138. Um, mo- most recently, uh, he scored a pin over um, his opponent from Monona Grove, McFarland, in 22 seconds. So he, he's, he's a good bad. wrestler. Yeah, he's, he's been varsity for a while. Um, you know, he's, he's got a, he's got a shot. I think he was a sectional guy last year. Um, so he, he's probably the best of the bunch there. Um, they, they have an, a lot of weights where they're, they've been forfeiting. So they're down in numbers and kind of the same way with Poinette too. Um, Ashton Meister at 150 is, uh, like, like Evans has been, he's their most experienced wrestler. Um, probably the the best shot they have at, at getting somebody to state. Again, he's at 150. Um, he's been piling up the wins pretty good, like like Evans has too this year. Um, but they do have some other guys. Uh, Jackson Geithner is pretty good. Uh, Wyatt Tomlinson um, has has a shot too. Both those guys are are pretty good too. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how the, the way the way the year goes uh, for them. Um, as far as uh, the other, my other two teams, uh, Wanakee and Lodi, they're they're pretty well uh, stacked, uh, as you can imagine. Lodi would be, you know, just the you know that yeah. program is just humming along, Death, Texas, like Lodi usually, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, they won conference championships for so many years in a row, um, and they just came off uh, conference duels where they won four now, and and really weren't tested. So, um, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and they've just got a very deep lineup. Um, Henry Keppen might be the best at 285. He's been very consistent this year, racking up a lot of pins. Um, Alex Breunig has been uh, strong at 150. 
Isaiah Grosskop at 215, Drew Lochner at 113, Evan Clary at 126, uh, Braden Dorshorse at 144. Um, they've all been very solid all year. And, and probably the biggest name of the bunch would be Mason Lane. Um, he was at 190. And of course, you know him as where the quarterback. Yeah, before. where have you been? Yeah, the quarterback <laughs> for the uh, state championship football team. Going to walk on at Wisconsin. Going to walk on yeah. at Wisconsin. You know, and, and he had been having a good season. And then. Uh, and he sort of he was out of the lineup for a while. I'm not sure why, um, but he was wrestling at 190. But he, since he's been back, he's been wrestling at 175. So that'll be interesting to kind of keep maybe an eye on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, man. Yeah, maybe just lost a bunch of weight because um, he was sick or something like like myself. But uh, yeah, I mean that Lodi team is you know uh, loaded again. You know they're missing Zane Licht, um, you know who was their two-time state champion last year. So you know, where they stand as a team, you know, they still might be able to get to Team State, but they don't have probably that guy like Licht who, you know, could really pile up the points. Uh, yeah. But uh, he can basically depend on a pin, you know, every match. Yep. Um, Wanakee has a, has a pretty strong lineup, too, a pretty solid lineup. Um, again, uh, like with uh, Lodi, uh, probably strongest at heavyweight at 285 where Jackson Lenzendorf is. Um, he he uh, pinned his guy in, in the recent match against Monona Grove McFarland, and then uh, probably the wild card is uh, Gabe Metzler at 144. He was injured last year, um, a young wrestler, but he he'd gone to a lot of uh, tournaments uh, as you know as a younger wrestler and performed very well. So um, you know not having him last year kind of hurt their cause, uh, but he's back and he's been solid all season. Uh, you know, and he could. You know, now that he's kind of shaking the rust off, really kind of turn it on. But there's a lot of other guys. Uh, uh, Dane Spencer at 150 is really strong. Uh, Mason Spear at 120. And McCoy uh, Smith at 215. And then on the girls' side, uh, Madison Mercurio has been wrestling for the guys a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did not make it to state last year. Her teammate, Caitlin Otteson, did. But, uh, you know, Madison Mercurio is really, you know, working out that, you know, really – facing tough competition to, to really, you know, hone her edge uh, as maybe she uh, hopes to, to make it to state. Uh, I think she's got a good shot. And Audison could return too. So. Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, Wanakee, I got to see him for a little bit <coughs> on Tuesday night because I, I was originally going to cover them on, on Friday, but Snow Day got moved to Tuesday. And they are definitely humming along. They definitely got some yeah. really solid wrestlers. Mm-hmm. That was a fun yep. meet as well too. Yep. Before we hop off wrestling, can I give a shout-out to Cambridge real quick? Yeah, go for it. Because uh, I was writing up about uh, a Capital South meet between Sugar River, Cambridge, Marshall, and Waterloo. Yep. And uh, Capital Ca- South Quad. Yeah, the, the Capital South Quad. And uh, Cambridge didn't come up with a, with a team win against any of the three, but you you take a closer look, they just didn't have the numbers. It was just all forfeits. Yeah. That's... I mean, Cambridge won the majority of matches that mm. were wrestled against both Marshall and Waterloo. Like, overwhelmingly, Cambridge had a great meet, but it doesn't show up in the stat book quite as well just because, like, if you just take a glance at the team scores it's like all right so sugar river dominated everyone uh waterloo did fine marshall did fine cambridge you know didn't win at all but if you take it like a, a fine tooth comb in there like cambridge was winning a lot of matches and i thought that like uh deserved a little bit of a shout out today yeah that was uh same way with them against uh, lakeside lutheran on tuesday they uh i think they only lost one match by like pinfall maybe and then the rest were forfeit so they yep. like technically lost the match but they had like five wins and it's, so it's always, like, tough when I'm, like, putting it up online. Like, how do I describe this? Because, obviously, 
Yeah. You know, like me, they just don't have the numbers, but they're obviously talented. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. got talented wrestlers. It's yes. just it's just hard sometimes because it's a lot easier if you're putting up a story online and be like, they won, they lost. Yep. But then this one's like Cambridge has talented wrestlers. I don't know how to. Yeah. You only have so much yeah. space in the paper, and you can't just be like, "Well, they have very many good individuals, but it doesn't show up on the team yeah. score." <laughs> yeah, and especially. And like, it's going to be that way, meet after meet. Yep, yeah. exactly. You know, yep. that's the hard part too. Yep. Yeah, and especially when you're a smaller school, numbers yeah. matters very much. Yep. Yeah. And so I guess to transition from one mat to another, last <laughs> sport we have, we get to finally talk about for our little winter previews: gymnastics. I believe is the last sport we have left to cover. So, Ryan, I'll start with you because Sun Prairie, uh, traditionally pretty solid program when it comes to gymnastics. Yep, they're kind of working their way through the Big 8 schedule right now. Obviously, uh, Verona Edgewood is the prohibitive favorite forever and always when it comes to the Big 8 conference. That is a brutal co-op as well, too. Yeah, man, it's not fair. Take Verona and Edgewood. (laughs) (laughs) May as well throw Middleton in there, too. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? But, um... They're typically coming in second and third in their invitationals, typically behind the uh, Verona Edgewoods of the world. And if they happen to run in like a Monona Grove, uh, typically they're finishing behind them. But they're typically top half of every invitational they compete in, and they are beating up on the other teams on the Big 8 not named Verona Edgewood. They've done very well against schools like traditional powers like Madison Memorial, Madison West, uh, Madison United, which is East and La Follette, uh, really holding their own so far, which has been you know good to see. Uh, they've made the team state three years in a row now, so certainly they'd like to keep that up and continue that tradition. But um, it, it all comes down to three of their seniors, uh, two of them names that you would know if you follow some Prairie Gymnastics, uh, Avery Greenberg and Audrey Seafeld. They've been on varsity for the last two, three years. They've been making significant contrib- contributions since they were sophomores. Um, Seafeld competed at state individually in the floor routine last year. Uh, that's obviously her strength alongside Vault. She's a She's a track star. She also runs cross country. She's probably one of the strongest girls and probably most athletic girls at either Sun Prairie High Schools. Uh, She goes to East. But uh, uh, her her and Greenberg, Greenberg's more of an all-around scorer. She's uh, a lot of strength on the bars, a lot of strength on the beam as well. And um, uh, a a name that really emerged late last year and has continued that momentum is uh, Izzy Yamoa, uh, another senior in that uh, class of 2024 uh, just kind of came on as as you know super strong in the vault. She like out of nowhere at the Big Eight Conference finished like third. Like <laughs> like she had hardly been in the standings previous, but a bunch of injuries kind of shoved her in the varsity limelight, and boom, she's a third place finisher in the vault. And that has continued. She has been crushing that this year, but she has also shown quite a proficiency in uh, floor routine. That's she has scored them a lot of points there. Uh, so that's been good to see. And then other outside of that, it's been a lot of. Uh, Waiting to see how the junior class develops because they have three newcomers. Uh, two of them are coming over from the club side of gymnastics, choosing instead to play for or not play, compete with Sun Prairie this year. Um, Jaden uh, Keichler and Ashlyn Schultz, uh, both uh, transplants from the club side of gymnastics over to Sun Prairie. And then uh, a name that you'll recognize if you follow the running community in Sun Prairie, Shayla Ehlert, uh, state participant in cross country the last two years and. Uh, a pretty successful track runner as well. Uh, has a history in gymnastics and has a very cl- tight friendship with uh, Audrey Seafeld. Seafeld says, hey, you should just try out gymnastics. Why not? Good way to stay in shape in the winter. And so Ehlert's out and she, you know, as a the stellar athlete she is, crazy good on vault. That is her strength mm-hmm. by and large, but has been adding different skills in beam and bars and floor. And so it's uh, 
you know, it's a team with high hopes. When I talked to them before the season, they're still like, you know, obviously the, the point of Janavskis is to have fun and com- continue to improve individually, but there is a desire and almost, a, you know, a, an expectation to return to Team State. Mm-hmm. And it's, it won't be easy. There are a lot of teams on the rise, specifically in their sectional, and there, there will always be the, the roadblock of Verona Edgewood that will always take up a spot no matter where you're competing at. So, um, you know, it, it's a tall task, but they, they have the experience first and foremost, and they have a lot of promising potential. There's a couple freshmen that have stepped, stepped up to the top level. Uh, Sadie Seidel, a cross-country runner from Sun Prairie West, has already proven some abilities uh, with the varsity as a freshman, which has been you know, pretty cool to see. So it's, uh, you know, it, there, there's a lot left to be seen. I think we'll learn a lot at the Big 8 conference meet uh, in February. But overall, I'm very excited to see kind of how they cobble things together. Uh, they, they definitely have the pieces. Yeah, absolutely. They were one of the teams that I uh, went up to Mount Horeb to see uh, yep. a couple weeks ago. And mm. also another team so that Wanakee. I saw was Wanakita Forest in yes. South Eater. What's going on in Wanakita Forest? Which is also a, another... Unfair uh, co-op. Yeah, another <laughs> unfair co-op. <laughs> well, it's... It, it, yeah, it's... Uh, we can't, It's an interesting co-op. <laughs> the co-op is mostly Wanakee. Okay. Yeah, um, of course. There's not many DeForest kids that take part. But okay. there's always there's always like two or three, right. and there is one uh, this year, Jordan Misterek, um, who's been doing pretty well. Uh, you know, in a recent uh, uh, competition against Monona Grove, um, she took third in the balance beam, score of seven point three. Um, and then uh, there's Caitlin Roundy. Um, she's been strong too. She finished fourth in the all around, the score of twenty nine point three fifty. Uh, she was sixth in the vault, seven point eight, and third in the bars with an eight point oh seven five. Um, but really the story with, uh, Wanakee DeForest has been Annika Lee, uh, from Wanakee. Um, you know, as you might know, uh, or as you might remember, Maddie Kramer was the big star for Wanakee last yep. year or Wanakee DeForest last year. Um, she made it to state and then decided to retire. So, uh, so you're wondering who would be the one to step in and it's Annika Lee. Uh, she is off to a roaring start for the co-op. Um, she took uh, first in the all-around in the season-opening duel um, against Monona Grove uh, with a score of 35.225. She also won the floor exercise, the vault, and the balance beam and finished second in the uneven bars. And uh, so then uh, then in a duel meet uh, back on December 21st, um, she again won the all-around, um, even though the home team, Mount Horeb, won the duel 34 to, to 31.475. Lee took first, um, again, winning the all-around, but she also took first in the floor, the beam, and the vault. Um, and in that meet, uh, Mr. Eck was sixth in the beam, and Roundy was seventh in the floor and sixth in the vault. But, uh, yeah, really the story uh, this year is Annika Lee. Um, and they've got some, you know, they've, they've got some strength with uh, Lee, Mr. Eck, and, and, and Roundy. Um, the rest of the team, I think they're trying to figure out, you know, who, who can maybe step up again for them. But those are the top three, and Lee is really off to a strong start. Yeah, and then uh, I guess to stay in the Badger uh, Conference, Monona Grove has had a really solid year so far uh, on the gymnastics mat. I don't know if you guys remember last year, it was just injury after injury after injury with them. So yeah, it was the same thing with Sun Prairie. Yeah. We were sympathizing yeah. together. Yes, 100%. <laughs> right. Like you said, gymnastics, you're out there having fun, and also, too, important stay healthy and have fun. Yep. Uh, but this year, it's been a great year for Monona Grove. I mean, one of the things that's kind of happened is, you know, with all those injuries, you kind of get to see, you know, who else can maybe step up in that lineup with some of the stars out, and I think that's kind of 
helped out the Silver Eagles this year is they've kind of been able to form like a whole team because in the past it was just you know Maya Tweedy was excelling at everything but then also too when she got hurt last year other people had to step up so when you have Maya Tweedy uh 2022 state gymnast uh and then also a whole bunch of other returners come back you're gonna have a pretty solid year so Tweedy uh has gotten off to a really solid year won the Sun Prairie invite and was also second at the Janesville Craig invite uh, I believe uh her younger sister Ella Tweedy, a freshman, making her debut on the uh, uh, roster, has had also a really good start as well too. She took six on the floors at Mount Horeb, uh, and then also too, along with those two, uh, KJ Wesley and Savannah Gangstead uh, are like key returners as well too that were on the team last year, kind of helped medaled in a couple events, and then also Nola Benson has had a really couple solid. Uh, meets. Uh, she had two medals at Elkhorn, which I thought was really nice as a freshman coming in. Uh, and then also, too, along with uh, those gymnasts, uh, you have Kennedy Sefik, Addison Hebelwitz, and Anna Bingham uh, have also contributed very nicely to the scores. But as just a whole, they've won you know, the 2023 Craig Invite, and they've also won conference duels against Reedsburg and Wanakita Forest. So this was a team that uh, hadn't won... It had been a while since they had won uh, a conference duel. Uh, it was when I first started. I forget how long it had been. Uh, or maybe it was the first time in program history. I'm not entirely sure, but this program has definitely gone leaps and bounds, both literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. uh, on the mat from when I first started as a writer in 2021. So the team is definitely f- firing on all cylinders right now, yep. I would say. And I'm really looking forward to... Uh, the end of the year, which I want to say that they're again competing in Division One this year. They were Division One, two mm. in 2021, and then last year I want to say they made the jump to Division One. But then obviously Tweedy got hurt, so I wasn't able to see how she stacked up against the Division One competition. But hey, they got second at Mount Horeb. I want to say so. Like that's a pretty strong uh, comp- over Sun Prairie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, strong competition there. So you know mm. that's again another like. A moment of, I would say, this team has definitely arrived, and they're doing pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. So I guess since we got a little bit of time left, I'm gonna leave it up to you guys. Is there a certain team you want to talk about, or is there like a certain, <laughs> or is there a certain match you're looking forward to? And Ryan, since you almost jumped out of your seat and tackled <laughs> me at the opportunity, you can go first. Sun Prairie United boys hockey. Oh my goodness, they are playing so good right now. They beat Wanakee four three. That yeah. that result shocked me. Um, and then they beat Sauk Prairie. I was at that game on Tuesday, 6-0. Pretty 10-win uh, Sauk Prairie team already. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to give them an extra shout-out because they are a year or two ahead of schedule. There are four total seniors on that team, two of which mm-hmm. actually play real minutes. They are all sophomores and juniors. Like, mm-hmm. their top two goalies, juniors. Their leading goal scorer, Brady Pruitt, who had a hattie in that Sauk Prairie win, sophomore. Leader in apples, Joey Tamboli, sophomore. I mean, the team's playing so great for a bunch of dudes that have not played a lot of varsity hockey. i just really impressed with them taking on some non-conference wins. They already beat Middleton earlier this year. I mean, first time they've done that in, I think, three calendar years, six tries. Like, this feels like something's really building with this team. And after last year felt like such a wasted potential, I mean, that, that team had, like, I think 15 seniors, and I think they finished at 500. It just – and they were so talented in the front uh, – in the front lines, it's just uh, this feels like what they should have been last year. Where it's, mm. but but they're all kids that'll be back for at least one or two more years. So just really fired up about what's going on with some Prairie Boys hockey. All right, well, Peter, uh, since uh, you were battling the sickness, I don't know if you're <laughs> a- 
if you're able to get out and cover some <laughs> no, stuff. No, I really haven't, and especially with stuff getting canceled. But the Wanakee boys uh, basketball team's rolling right along. They're they sure 10 and are. 3 uh, uh, overall, 6 and 1, leading the Badger Large. Um, their lightest game, they just lost to Arrowhead, but they were ranked number two in Division One, so um, so they're doing pretty well. They got a real balanced scoring. Keaton Frisch is kind of the leader. He had a double-double in that game, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Um, but maybe the hottest team is the DeForest boys basketball team. They had a rough start, but they've won six of their last eight, and they, they – you know, a team that was trying to meld a lot of new newcomers uh, with veterans, and they seem to be figuring it out. Um, the only one of the losses that uh, the two losses in their last eight games was a tight two pointer to MG. Yes. Um, so um, that that team sh- is figuring it out, and they're led by Jackson Aquardi and uh, Lincoln Hotman. So um, coming on. Yeah. So the Monona Grove game was kind of interesting because one, I saw that score and I was like, wow, that's really close. Cause I knew DeForest hadn't gotten off to the greatest start yeah. in the world. So I messaged uh, Monona Grove head coach, Dan Zwiefel, who I enjoy working with very much. And I was like, Hey, was there like a last second, like buzzer beat or anything like that? And he's like, no, we were up five, but a Cordy hit like a 60 foot uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> shot as the, as the game expired. So, I mean, that's a pretty cool moment for a Cordy. Brutal yeah. if you had Monona Grove plus four and a half. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> Absolutely. Talk about your bad beats. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that scream that you heard in the gym was from me because I had that. I'm getting no. Uh, but so, I mean, that's still a heck of a shot by a Cordy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to see how they continue to go because, I mean, th- with the Cordy, with being such a talented tight end, yeah. you have a guy like that down on the post that yeah. could be pretty – and outside, I mean, he's very versatile. He's a lot like Keaton Frisch from Wanakee. Very versatile, plays outside and inside. Can really shoot it from three to handles the ball well. So, well, I'm excited because tonight I am going to Deerfield because they actually have a double header going on. Uh, Ooh, because love with, those. with all the con- with the cancellations going on, I want to say Deerfield girls basketball uh, plays Palmyra Eagle in the second part of the game. Uh, which will be like kind of a potential decider in the Trailway South. I want to say there's uh, Abundant Life St. Ambrose, I want to say, is the mm-hmm. other one that's like really talented and kind of up at the top. Um, and so that could be a big conference matchup, but also to Deerfield Boys Basketball plays Clinton. And I've been kind of impressed with Deerfield this year. Mm-hmm. They've been over 500. Uh, they played Lake Mills really tough. Uh, Landon Christensen just uh, had a career night with 25 points made. I want to say five three-pointers. And so that was a team that had lost, you know, two, uh, I want to say four-year starters and Tommy Lease and Cal Fisher in the backcourt and kind of had to, you know, work their way around. Uh, but they've been, they've been, you know, figuring some things out, I would say. And it's going to be interesting to see how they continue in the trailway south hmm. uh, because they're kind of deemed as the underdogs. But so far, they've, they're undefeated right now in conference play. And if they continue, I mean... And that's another conference title for him. I f- Clinton's got that Flickinger kid. You got to keep an eye on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reagan. Um, yeah, t- tall, very athletic. Yep. Um, and then uh, I want to say who else? It's, I want to say Palmyra Eagle was like one of the potential that could knock Deerfield boys basketball off the top of the pedestal. And then I want to say again, I want to say maybe it was Abundant Life, Sambers. I always get the two mixed up sometimes. <laughs> and, I'm like, and they are clearly different than each other. Yeah, right. Madison Country Day and Abundant Life. So I want to say it was those two teams. Uh, they got past Williams Bay, no problem. They got past Johnson Creek, Parkview. I want to say they scored 99 against Parkview. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, Martin Kimmel is just an excellent shooter from three. And then along with Christensen, if he has a really solid night. Ben Wetzel's a really athletic guard that I enjoy getting to watch. 
he had some minutes last year and he's really stepped up this year as well too just had a double double against uh lake mills which a lot of talent on the floor especially with lake mills having the aj bender uh yeah. guard mm. uh, yeah. which a player i really want to get out and watch uh and so hopefully maybe lake mills makes a run yeah. uh to state and then maybe i'll be able to watch them on tv so <laughs> you never know that whole team is so good i watched them play waterloo and mm. man um bender didn't have a great game i think waterloo was pretty focused on not letting him shoot the ball and just instead everyone around him had an awesome game i think they mm. had like five guys in double digits and bender was not one of them <laughs> it's a pretty deep team. Yeah, and uh, also them with uh, I saw Lakeside Lutheran uh, is also ranked uh, as well too, and mm. which is kind of impressive because they had Levi Burkholtz, uh go off to the Sedeto. I want to say it's pronounced. Mm. Uh, and the so Citadel? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you lose one of your top scorers mm. like that, it's interesting to see how that kind of turns out. So there's a lot of talent in the Capital yeah. North, and also too, we'll probably have to discuss actually on another episode with the potential whole reshaping of the cap yeah yeah with uh, the rock valley and kind of mm-hmm. mixing everything in like that but that's gonna be a banger summer episode <laughs> maybe, maybe we do it next week who knows yeah but yeah, who knows, we, yeah. yeah maybe we'll save it for next week who knows but uh yeah also since we still got four minutes you're gonna be going to waterloo and marshall tonight marshall right? waterloo I'm tonight i'm pretty fired up about it that should be an interesting game both teams kind of looking to get their season back on track i would say yeah, Marshall certainly isn't happy with the way that they've started. I mean, since getting Kenyon Miggins back, things have been going better. But, you know, that's this is a team that went to state two years ago and uh, was a regional champion last year. And so being at or under 500 right now is not exactly something that they're used to. But their non-conference was just brutal. So, like, you can't really blame them for – I mean, all the Capital North teams that they took on. I mean, the Capital North is rolling this year in boys basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And Mar- Marshall just doesn't quite have the size this year which could be a huge problem against Waterloo, seeing as how they have Theo Schofield, who's a monster. And is, since he's been allowed to play in the Capital South, he is the best player in the Capital South. Like, head and shoulders, not only in height, but also in talent, better than anyone else in that conference. And so th- this could be a major stepping stone towards who wins the Capital South tonight because it is entirely up in the air. I mean, Cambridge has looked good in spurts. Yep. Uh, Wisconsin Heights is Wisconsin Heights. Belleville laid the wood to Waterloo in their conference opener, so mm. maybe not. But uh, And then New Glarus has been fine. They're, you know, not the powerhouse that they've been. They're not powerhouse, but uh, they, without uh, – AC Stroke. AC Stroke, that's what it is. I wanted to call him Store, which is the kid that plays for Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they would have had AJ Store, I mean – Yeah, I think yeah. they would have been much better off. Yeah, the Capitals – I usually have a pretty good idea, especially at the smaller schools, like – what the cream of the crop is. Yeah. I have no idea what to make of the Capital South when it comes to boys basketball this year. And what's exciting is that it, all the conference games from here on out, too. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And, and Everything matters. Every game is must-watch, like, must-win type type mm-hmm. entertainment. It's, oh, fired up. All right, well, <laughs> we're excited. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for all the articles, uh, and especially for that big matchup tonight against Waterloo Marshall. Yeah. Ryan will be there. Uh, Read so, it tomorrow morning. Yeah. I'm sure my story will be... The best I've ever written, much like everyone that ever I ever write. <laughs> hey, potentially submit that for the APG uh, <laughs> cash uh, cash drawing or whatnot that they're doing. So, uh, I missed from, the deadline. <laughs> yeah, that is true. For my colleagues, uh, Ryan and Peter, I'm Callahan Steed. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.